get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So listen, have no fear. If you watch me on the Locals video before, I know my voice is a little messed up, but I promised you, did I not, for you serious, hardcore P1s have been with me a long time, that I would never do a show if I felt like ill and terrible because I feel bad. Number one, I feel like I owe you a great effort. And I can't give you a great effort if you're worried about me being sick, right? And I always said, if I don't feel like it, I'm not going to do it because it's not fair to you. So despite my shitty sounding voice, I promise you, I feel fine. I just had a rough weekend. So there's your weekend update already. Went out to date night with Paula on Friday night. Was like, yes, yes. It's going to be awesome. And we made the best of it. You know what I mean? But it was not awesome. It was great, but not awesome. And it was no fault of Paula's. I just, I was like, I'm not really feeling the vibe. I'm not, and it wasn't me. I just got a cold. Paula brought a cold back from overseas and I caught it. But today I'm feeling okay. So don't sweat it. I promise you, I've got a great show. What the hell happened with Lloyd Austin? Ladies and gentlemen, who the f- is running this government, man? Ah, no big deal. We're ex- executing drone strikes on enemies of the United States. Who authorized that? The secretary of defense. Oh, I don't know. He's in the ICU. Does anybody don't know? They don't know. I am not buying this story one bit. Big show today. Hey, as we head to a presidential election here, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be tumultuous. How are your hard-earned savings fair? You already see the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, everywhere. It's eating away your savings. Wages aren't increasing fast enough. So how are you going to protect your savings? It's important. Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text DAN to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA of 401k into an IRA in gold without paying a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers, me included, you can trust Birch Gold too. Text DAN. To 989898 for your free info kit. Text Dan to 989898 now. Performance may vary. So with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision, message and data rates apply. All right, Joseph. It's a Monday. I've been raring to go, putting together the show all weekend. So how yeah. you doing? It's showtime, dude. And yes, you know, sir. you don't sound so bad. Thank you. you really Thank don't. you. I appreciate that. I was really worried about that. Paula's watching. She watches the show every day. She can attest to the fact I'm more worried about the audience than I am about my health. By Thank the way, welcome to good. Tony. Tony Boombots in the show tonight. Who's Tony in the today? Excuse me. Yeah, we got Tony Boombots here. So rocking and rolling. He's kind of learning some of the system here. He is, so this could be interesting. We'll see how this goes down. If Tony can figure this thing out quick, I'll be super impressed because it's like a highly complicated technical system. It's like that AI in the new Mission Impossible movie. He and he had a with Tony join the keys together and turn it together at the same time, and it turned on. So we'll see if he can figure this thing out. So my friends, who the is running the government. And we know it's not Joe Biden, okay? But why is Joe Biden not running the government? Because Joe Biden's brain is composed of oatmeal and mucilage, or whatever they call that stuff. Uh, Joe Biden's brain isn't really functioning. This is a bad way to start the show. I don't mean bad and bad content, a bad way to start the show because I actually love the United States and do not want to see us engaged in World War III with a guy at the helm who's got a, a, a brain full of checks mix. But here is Joe Biden getting off Marine One the other day. Did you see this video? Again, the guy has no idea what to do, which is stunning because depending on where he was getting off it, is this like a South Grounds? Look at him looking around. Oh, shit. What do I do? Where do I go? Does anybody know? What's my name? Where am I? Who is that? Is that a Marine? Why is this guy have a white hat on? 
Is that the doctor? Oh, no, it's a United States Marine. By one, oh, am I getting back on it? Hey, now he asked the guy, the Army guy, hey, where do I go? Do I get back on? No, sir, you just landed. You're headed back this way. Which way? Oh, then he looks for Jim. Look at him. Now he's looking around like, oh, shit, where do I go now? Now the guy's like, please, God, get in the car. Here, look, you see that big thing, the Camp David limo? Here, that's what we call those things, Camp David. Now the Secret Service guy's got to tell him, sir, this is a car. This is a car. You get in it and drive away. This is who's oh. running the government right now. That, no, that's it. <laughs> if you know, he asked me if it was the beast, Joe. If you know. He's only asking that the bus my ball because he knows I hate that shit. There is no such thing as the beast, which is good. I'm glad you brought that up. Folks, but that's not the uh, that's not the story du jour about uh, checks mixed brains right there, Biden. Obviously, he's a train wreck. The story I'm worried about more is how the hell was Joe Biden not told for three days that his secretary of defense was in the ICU, Lloyd Austin. Now, ladies and gentlemen. As a former member of the United States Secret Service, you obviously know because it's public knowledge that there is a presidential succession plan. There are successors to the president. In case there's a massive terrorist attack, you've got the president, then the vice president, then the speaker, then the Senate president pro temp. And who is it? The secretary of state or something like that. If I'm off, forgive me, by one. But the secretary of defense I'm sure of it because I looked it up this week and I had it off. It wasn't coming off the top of my head for some reason. I'm not going to fake the funk on that. That's an end for the radio later, Jim. But it is Monday, Jim. So don't worry. It's cool with the FCC today. The Secretary of Defense is number six. Seis if you habla espanol. So sixth in the line is secession, which is kind of a big deal, meaning you're at the top, meaning if there was some massive terror strike, you'd probably want to know where the Secretary of Defense is. So listen to this video here is, the news is, uh, unfortunately, has to do actual news stuff and journalism, is forced to report that, holy shit, the Secretary of Defense was out of pocket for three days in the hospital in ICU, and apparently nobody knew, which I'm not buying. Check this out. There are new questions tonight about why Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization was kept secret from the public, and as we're learning tonight, secret from the president for several days as well. It comes amid new details that Austin was not only hospitalized this week, but was in the ICU. Ali Rafa has the very latest. Tonight, a U.S. official confirms to NBC News that the Pentagon did not inform senior officials in the White House's National Security Council for three days that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center on New Year's Day. The news not shared with the American public until Friday. Folks, who the hell's running this joint? I mean, it's the Secretary of Defense. Listen, if it was like, oh, there you go. Thank you. Vice President, was I right? Speaker of the House, President Pro Temp. Yeah, I was right. Secretary of State, Secretary of Treasury. It's the one I left out. And then Secretary of Defense. So number six. So he's kind of at the top. So, fellas, uh, Joe, kind of a big deal? Like a BFD in Joe Biden's yeah. words? Remember that? Oh, well, BFD. Yeah. Kind of a BFD. Yeah, yeah, the dude was out of pocket. Now, you may say, fairly enough, Dan, with your experience in the space, with respect for confidentiality, of course, um, how is it possible that they didn't know where this guy is? Because the people, can you put that up again there, Guy? Uh, again, giving you a, a just, and this is all kind of open source. Uh, who are the people who have security details? The president? Yeah, Joe, he's got a detailed some um, uh, secret service. That's um, right. Vice president. Yeah. You've heard of him once or twice. Right? Vice president, secret service too. Speaker of the house has Capitol Hill police. President pro temp is Capitol Hill police. 
The Secretary of State has a detail. They're called DSS, Diplomatic Security Service. Secretary of Treasury has a full-time detail. Secret Service does that. That's a holdover from when we were in the Treasury. And the Secretary of Defense has a full-time security detail too. So if they had a full-time security detail and they are part of the presidential succession program, which keeps account of these people's location at all times, how the F did Joe Biden not know his Secretary of Defense was in El Hospital? How do you not know that? Is anybody going to ask that question? Because let's just say, imagine there was a little whiteboard, right? A little whiteboard with everyone's location. I am neither confirming nor denying the authenticity of that. I'm just saying, just suggest there was. You know where the president is at all times, the vice president. You also know those other individuals because they've got details. How is it that the whiteboard didn't say secretary of defense, hospital? And how is it that after a few days, People who were looking at that, say, whiteboard didn't notice like, holy shit, why has this guy been in the hospital for like 10 days or so? That's kind of weird. Actually, it's kind of impossible. Unless someone in the Secretary of Defense office was lying and the security detail was lying for him. Oh, and in that case, why was he lying? So the way I see it now, there are two possible scenarios here. One is the secretary of defense was in the hospital and nobody following the presidential succession program or the security protocols happened to notice that on, let's say, a whiteboard. It said secretary of defense, location, hospital, Walter Reed. And after 10 days, they weren't like, man, that sounds bad. Should we ask about that? That's scenario one. In other words, let's call it the stupid scenario. That everybody just like kind of, you know what I'm saying? Right over their heads, which personally I doubt. Or second, someone in the Secretary of Defense office chose to lie about the matter. And it's possible out of maybe some embarrassment. Now, listen, I I don't want to get into the guy's personal health situation. It's none of my business. People have elective stuff done all the time. Okay. Uh, What was he having done? I don't know. Was he getting hair removal from his like, I have no idea. Okay. An elective medical procedure that went bad. Maybe he was embarrassed, but folks, I got to tell you something. Uh, That's not an excuse to put the national security of the United States at risk. And in case you think I speak with forked tongue, I am not remotely as important, right? As a secretary of defense. Can we agree? I have no authority whatsoever. I am not in the presidential succession program. I'm not a government employee. Folks, when I went out over the holiday because I couldn't breathe anymore and had to fix this beak of mine, I told you guys, I wasn't embarrassed about it. I'm like, hey, my nose is all effed up. Look, I can't breathe. And I was out because I knew I would sound funny and I felt like I owed it to you guys to tell you the truth and not be a phony and come back and look different and be like, oh, I don't know what happened. I don't know, man. I was lifting weights and like I got muscles in my nose. Like, it's just stupid. Right, Joe? Like I was clearly open with the audience because I feel like I owe you the truth. And it has nothing to do at all with national security, like zero. How the hell does the secretary of defense go? Well, it's a private matter, bro. It's not a private matter. You're the secretary of freaking defense. I'm really sorry, but you have to, I don't care what it is. You're removing like hair from your caboose or something. I don't care what it is. You got to tell people. Here's what makes me believe something's up. Even Politico, which is like, they call it bullshitico for a reason, right? This is to the left of Lenin, these people. If they're saying in their headline, by the way, playbook, what was Lloyd Austin thinking? You know there's trouble down there uh, down there in, 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 uh, on Capitol Hill. 
that everybody started to ask questions. They know it according to uh, this Jeremy Bash guy, who was the chief of staff of the Defense, De- Defense Department. He acknowledges what I told you. There's a system in place to know where folks like Austin are at any given time. I just told you that. He's not lying. Jeremy Bash, who I generally don't trust, is 100% accurate. I'm telling you for a fact he's right. He notes, making the apparent lack of communication and knowledge even more baffling. Rarely to me and Jeremy Bash agree, but he's right. He notes the White House sit room, the situation room, keeps track in real time, yes, sir, of the whereabouts of all senior officials, including key cabinet secretary. DOD security teams and the comms teams always have personnel with the secretary and the DEPSEC. There's never a time when the secretary truly goes off the grid. It's a new normal. Apparently so, Joe. I just told you exactly that. The guy can't go off the grid. He's not, he can't sign his security detail off. Someone had to know where he was and lie about it. Now, here's my suggestion here. If you want to get to the bottom of this obvious act of malfeasance, and I mean, at best, folks, at best, tier one level irresponsibility to not let the United States government know where you are when you're the freaking Secretary of Defense. I mean, Gee, if it was Pete Buttigieg, would anybody miss him? No. If it was Jennifer Granholm, nobody gives a shit. I mean, you should know where they are, but honestly, nobody, the world's not going to collapse. You've got a war in the Middle East right now and China. Right, right. That's true. He has a good point. Like if Buttigieg was out, someone else can take care of the racist bridges on Long Island. Like we get that. It's not a press. They're already there. Like what are you going to do? Knock them down? But there are active terrorists being taken out and we're on the verge of like an explosion in the Middle East with Israel threatening uh, to go into Lebanon now and take out Hezbollah. And the SecDef is out for what? 10 plus days and nobody thinks to tell anyone folks, that's some serious bullshit at best, at best. This is the tier one level gold medal winning irresponsibility at worst, at worst, it's malfeasance worthy of a a possible criminal investigation. I want to see those security logs and to any entrepreneurial reporter out there, listen to my show. We got 86,000 already. We're only 15 minutes in, which is freaking awesome. So surely there's some journalist out there who actually cares about the truth. I want to see those security logs. Because if those security logs say he was at Walter Reed, which they should, I don't think his guys are going to lie. Then how the hell did no one at the White House know? It had to say in the sit room and everywhere else where he was. Folks, even Axios, Axios is starting to pick up on the fact that it doesn't seem like anyone's in charge at the White House. I just got a couple more questions. I'm sorry. I know I, I can I only sense Gee's like, you know, <laughs> he has, <laughs> he's I, I'm getting that like ESP feel, but this interests me so much because of what I did. I mean, I did this for a living. There is simply no way this story's true. He's either lying about what happened or he's telling the truth, and the Biden White House is completely stupid and clueless and didn't notice their guy was in the hospital. There's no third explanation, folks. None. Couple of questions. Where are the security logs? Just address that. Number two, why the hell is the secretary of defense? Why is he having an elective surgery now? Folks, I had, I couldn't really breathe anymore. And even I put this shit off forever because it was elective and I wasn't going to die. And I didn't want to miss any shows. That's me. I'm this little old damn Bongino. There's like a war in the Middle East right now, dude, with an escalation happening in Lebanon. 
You're having like some medical procedure that's elective. I mean, what kind of stupid shit is that? Then there was a drone strike last Thursday. If it was a pre-authorized attack on the target, fine. No big conspiracy, but was it? I think we should know because if it wasn't, who the hell authorized that attack? I mean, I'd like to know that our military follows a chain of command. Making the matter even worse, the number two, the deputy secretary, was on vacation. Folks, do you understand like what a comedy of errors this is? I mean, a tragic company, comedy. The secretary of defense is in a hospital. Nobody knows. His number two, who should technically be in charge, is out on vacation. I think in Puerto Rico, like sunning herself or whatever. I mean, this is like almost, this is an embarrassing joke. One last point before I get to what the real problem is here. How long, folks? Chat stirs. What's the over-under in days before us talking about Lloyd Austin, who happens to be black, which nobody in this show gives a shit about, but the left, of course, is obsessed with. What's the over-under for how many days that any criticism of this awful, awful decision is declared white supremacist racist? What do you think? Any guesses? He, he puts it at a half a day, 12 hours, 0.5. He's using complicated math. Joe, yeah, any guesses? A whole day, yeah. A whole day. Joe's giving her a whole day. I'm with Guy. I'd say, Tony, any ideas? A day or two? Day? Tony's going to go with a day. So like Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. So my vote don't count. So maybe a day before everybody's considered a racist for daring to ask, like, hey, man, where was the, where was the Secretary of Defense? Kind of like, like a big deal, you know? Now the big question. Folks, who the hell's running this government, man? Axios brings up an interesting question this weekend in their Axios AM, which is their kind of version of playbook. They say the latest alarm was sounded yesterday in a leak to the Washington Post about a private meeting in which former President Obama pointed Biden to a different way to attack the campaign. We're told it was a lunch just before the holidays. Obama pushed Biden to consider moving his political operation outside of and beyond his White House advisors, as the former president had done with his Chicago-based 2012 re-election. Oh, Obama also recommended, Joe, this is awfully convenient. It's kind of like we talked about this before. I mean, who's really kind of running the show right now? Yeah. Obama also recommended that Biden seek counsel from Obama's own former campaign aides, which Biden officials say they've done. Listen, before the left starts pissing in their diapers, which I would say louder if my voice wasn't so banged out. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm just citing Axios's own words. I'm not suggesting Obama has some secret cryptic office beneath the oval and he's pulling some marionette strings. I'm not saying that. I am suggesting to you the obvious, though, as Axios and others have reported. Joe, have not, we not been talking about this for the last two years of Biden's presidency. Don't you, yeah. right? Don't you find it a little strange, Armacost, that most of Biden's senior advisors are Obama people? Now, fair enough. You can be like, well, Dan, that's not unusual. They were Democrat operate. Fair, fair enough. But typically, a president wants to put his own stamp on the White House and at least with his senior team, get some outsiders in there. There's almost no one in the Biden circuit who has an exclusive track only with Biden. They're all Obama people. Folks, Biden, there is a distinct possibility out there Biden may not know anything. 
Look at that video I showed you at the beginning. The guy is clearly cognitively compromised. And I don't wish, uh, listen, I, for Lloyd Austin and Biden, I don't mess around with people's health. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's an asshole thing to do. But it doesn't mean it's not real. The guy was in the freaking ICU. That's real. It's not a conspiracy theory. Biden is having a cognitive issue. It is real. What it is, I don't know. I'm not his doctor. Does he had an amyloid plaque test, neurofibrillary tangles. I don't know what the hell it is. But he's got an issue. And there are elected public officials that are worthy of public scrutiny. Who the hell is running this White House? Because it sure as shit doesn't seem like Joe Biden is. I mean, think about it. Either Lloyd Austin didn't respect Biden enough because he's not in charge to tell him he was in the hospital with some procedure. Or Biden's team knew and is so dumb, it just glossed over them that their sec def was in the hospital for, you know, over a week. Absolutely incredible. I got more on this. I'm going to show you a video in a second. It's going to nail this thing down. Hey, a quick break here. In these crazy days, we got to recharge and refresh in a natural way. To that end, I discovered Bone Charge, a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize life in every way. I'd say one of my favorite, but this is my favorite product from Bone Charge. I like their blue light glasses, but the sauna blanket absolutely knocks it out of the park. Listen, all I ask, don't take my word for it. Don't take Bone Charge's word. That's if word for it. This is how confident I am in a product. Just go after the show and look up online the benefits of sauna and heat and heat shock proteins in your body and dynorphins. Look it up. It's all there. The sauna blanket from Bone Charge helps me break a sweat. It helps me relax and get that junk out of my body. I absolutely swear by it. You know, I don't uh, advertise products. Our show is always in demand. I don't have to. Only products I use and I like. The sauna blanket from Bone Charge, absolute game changer. Try it. Bone Charge ships worldwide. The sauna blanket ships free. There are no hidden costs. Send me your email about it. Review. I'm, that's how sure I am you're going to love it. They offer a 30-day free trial with easy returns or exchanges and a 12-month warranty. Relax, revitalize, and refresh with Bone Charge and the sauna blanket. Here's the website. BoneCharge.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E. BoneCharge.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino to save 15%. That's over $100 off. Bone charge. Tony, Tony's a health nut. I just met him today. Tony, you like sauna? Huge fan. Huge fan. Changed my life. Check that product. <laughs> I warned you, right? You can, you can, I, I don't want to see you leave. I like you already, but you, you feel free to evacuate anytime. I don't want to, poor guy. His first day. It's all right though. It, it gets better as time goes on. You'll get used to it. You'll know when it's happened. He just ignores me for what it's worth. So you can do that too. <laughs> yeah, he just like Joe is. Uh, Joe's just used to it because it's been eight years, and he don't, you know, it's kind of like part of the family. So who's running this White House? Who's running the White House? This is where the story gets even worse and takes a turn for the worse. One of the DOD officials, according to Politico, told the office, uh, told their office that Austin's aides told the secretary they they said that the secretary was working from home. So this gets back to my point about who's running the White House because it points to the scenario I said before the break. Did Lloyd Austin lie to the White House, i.e. with this story saying, oh, yeah, I'm home when he was in the hospital, which says what? I mean, folks, I'm just asking you to think about this rationally in relationship to who's running the show, Obama, Biden, Obama's aides. When you're the president of the United States, I worked in the White House. It's one of the things I know well. I worked there for five freaking years. Folks, I'm telling you, the president, even at the, at the valley of his power, at the ebb of his power, 
when you're like politically unpopular, you are still the president. I'm going to tell you something. I worked for three presidents, Clinton, Bush, and Obama. Listen to me. Nobody Fs with the president. I was there. No one's going to tell me otherwise. Nobody Fs with the president. Do you have any idea how little respect they must have from this guy if they lied to him or they were too stupid to figure it out? Here, watch this video here. This is about, this is an NBC video too. This is about Obama again. And you'll see how Biden has almost no control whatsoever of what's going on in his White House. And it appears that Obama has surrounded him with this cocoon of people to insulate Biden from having to make any decisions outside of the uh, Obama winky, winky, nod, nod. Check this out. As President Biden ramps up his general election campaign, there are new warning signs. The Washington Post reporting former President Obama has raised questions about the structure of President Biden's reelection campaign. Two sources confirmed to NBC News that Obama and Biden met over lunch in December and discussed the campaign with Obama expressing deep concern about Mr. Trump's political strength. Underscoring the urgency, one source telling me this is an all hands on deck moment. Now, what jumps out at you about that, folks? Somebody leaked that. I, come on, you guys are you guys are smarter than me. You are. I'm just an average intelligence guy who reads a lot. I am. As other than like, I don't have a Professor X level IQ. I just read a lot of stuff and worked in some interesting places. And I feel like I've got some decent stuff to say. I hope so. But self praise stinks, folks. I'm not some freaking Albert Einstein level genius. Somebody leaked that to the media. Why would you leak that? They're leaking it because they don't like each other. Wait, what? Folks, I worked there for a long time. I'm going to let you in on a dirty little secret here. I'm going to prove it to you with this video in a second. Hold on. Obama and Biden don't like each other. Matter of fact, they can't stand each other. This is an important, this is like a tattoo segment, tattoo frontal cortex. Please understand this and you'll understand who's really running the White House. So your obvious question to me now in the chat should probably be Dan. If they don't like each other, why the hell is Biden getting advice from Obama on re-election? And why is Obama trying to help Biden? Well, the answer is simple. Biden is so grossly unpopular, he has no choice but to go to Obama people, genuflect with his hat in his hand, and beg that they save his re-election. That's why. It's no more difficult than that. Obama can't stand Biden. Folks, anyone who worked in that White House, I don't give a shit what anyone tells you. You get a beer. Put a couple Heinekens in any Biden era official. Any one of them. Get the truth out and put them on a polygraph. They will tell you what I'm telling you now. Obama hates Biden. He thinks he is a doofus. He thinks he is a loser. He has always thought he's a loser. He pays no mind to him at all. But he needs something from Biden, which is the Obama agenda, which obviously Obama can't act. Because he's term limited. These two hate each other, but they need each other. Is this a VO? Good, because if it was, I was going to make it. Watch this video here. This is the Obama-Biden relationship summed up in one video. Obama was invited back to the White House, Biden's White House. This is recently. And watch him follow him around like a little puppy dog. Here's Biden. He's clueless. Now he notices Obama's got the whole crowd and gaggle around him. But he's sitting up there. He's like, shit, what do I do? Look at it. Everybody's talking. Nobody's talking to Biden. Wait, play it again, Sam. 
<laughs> Sorry, somebody. Watch. He's, he's looking around. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody, this is Biden. This is their relationship. Now, that goes on. I didn't want to play the whole thing. Biden at one point's like, hey, Barack. And Obama's totally ignoring him. Totally, completely ignoring him. This is the entire relationship between these two buffoons. They hate each other. Look, he's doing like the, the teleprompter. Pretty soon, Joe, he's going to do the Monday Night Football, like when he said, look, at here's his head, look at his head, and he's going this way. They don't, they, they can't stand each other. He Biden, Look at Obama. You think Obama, out of respect, would be like, hey, Joe, come on over. You look like a doofus there by yourself. No, he hates him. They can't stand each other. Yeah. Now, why does Biden hate Obama? I told you why Obama hates Biden. Obama hates Biden because he thinks he's a doofus. And uh, Trust me. Trust me. Biden hates Obama because Biden is so crazy. Flag it, folks. Flag it forever. Biden Flag thinks, it. thank you, Joe. Biden thinks the Obama presidency and his success was his doing. Tony, that means the verdict is in. The verdict is in. That's it. Biden really believes, and he hates that he has to keep going back to him. He believes that Obama got all the glory because he was a transformational president, but the mechanics of it were all his, and to this day, he hates him for it. That was a great segment, a little better than I thought. I was a little worried about how you, you guys like that segment, Chatsters? Because I, this is obviously like embedded in me under a tick. We're in real trouble. Nobody is in charge in this White House right now, and the people in charge are enacting the third term of the Obama presidency. And you can call it a conspiracy theory all you want, dipshits on the left. I don't care. You know I'm just reporting on what you're saying. All right. I got a lot more to get to. Big show today. What's coming up next here? Oh, sometimes they understand the assignment and say the quiet part out loud. Remember that thing I told you about immigration last week? You see? Everybody in the chat knows. Oatmeal brains, yes. By the way, we had 100,000 already. You guys are getting amazed. We're so spoiled here, it's ridiculous. Right, Key? Like last week, we hit 100,000 in like 25 minutes. We were like, why isn't 120? You guys have spoiled us so much. I'm actually embarrassed for myself because you guys are so good to us. How do we have 100,000 people? 1130 in the morning, show's not even half over. What's that? When do we get the flames again? What's the next? 120? So if we hit 120, see, we have to up the flames marker now so we don't wear it out. It's like Muttley, Joe, you know? Joe's got to use it sparingly, even though we'd like to use it every day. 120 is the new flames in the background. Tony, take a note on that. It's important. 120, we get the flames. Quick break. <laughs> Quick break. Hey, a great day begins with a great night's sleep. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on a Helix mattress. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. To find the perfect fit, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. No matter your sleeping position, side, back, stomach, whatever, Helix is the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all the more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features, which I needed to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and an unbelievable night's sleep. My Helix mattress, the best I've slept on. The only thing is, fed up, the setup is fast and super easy. I don't like sleeping in hotels anymore because I'm spoiled. Don't take my word for it. GQ and Wired Magazine named Helix their number one mattress. Take the Helix sleep quiz at helixsleep.com. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Use code helixpartner20. It's our best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, 
Better sleep starts now. Our last sponsor, I'll get back to this again. Sometimes, folks, they say the quiet part out loud. Stay tuned. Cereals for grownups, they're so bland. Sometimes they need a little magic. Listen, you try this stuff, you're going to be hooked. Magic Spoon Cereal. It's a wholesome cereal that tastes delicious. This is like my go-to now. Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereals. Tastes good, but each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. Magic Spoon is great for a low-carb lifestyle. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, only 140 calories a serving, and it tastes freaking amazing. Build your own custom bundle. Here's some of the flavors. You ready for this? Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, which might melt your tongue. It's so good and more. Magic Spoon offers treats, the perfect on-the-go snack, and marshmallow and chocolatey peanut butter flavors. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Go today. Grab a custom bundle of cereal or try the new marshmallow or chocolatey peanut butter treats. My kids love them. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is back with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino to save $5. Thanks, Magic Spoon. We appreciate it. Okay. This explains what I just told you. I want you to put the show in context. Everybody, everything's laid out for a reason. There are no missing pieces to this show. Folks, the Democrats are in a panic right now. They understand that they are likely going to lose this next election. They are in a panic mode. That is why they're leaking to the media, to Democrats, in the, cause they, and who watches NBC and Kristen Welker other than Democrats. Why do you think, let me ask you a question. Sometimes a question works better than an assertion. Why do you think NBC and Kristen Welker put out that segment saying, hey, Obama's coming in to fix the Biden campaign? Why do you think that happened? Anyone? The nerves. Democrat donors are getting nervous. See, I'm here to translate for you. I've been watching this shit my whole life. Democrat donors are getting nervous. That leak was done for a reason. Everybody calm down. Obama the Messiah is going to save the whole thing. Don't you worry about it. So part one of their plan is to have Messiah Obama and his team come in and basically take over. Part two of their plan is any and all means necessary, get Donald Trump off the ballot no matter what. Here's D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. Uh, she understood the assignment completely on this one here. They say, I love it when they just say the quiet part out loud. Check this out. Do you think he should be barred from any ballots given his actions on January 6th? Well, I support every state taking very aggressive action um, to, to keep him off the ballot. Uh, he is undergoing, uh, you know, court action across America. Now. Again, nothing in the show is by accidente. Nothing. Obama helping Biden leaked to the left wing media was done to calm donors on the Democrat side. Because, ladies and gentlemen, politics is about one thing more than anything. You know what that thing is? Joe, you have a guess? It's green. It's in a little rectangle. And some of them have presidents on them. And the most of them are dead. Yeah, money, cash, cheese. Dollars yeah. in euros if you're over in Europe. Yeah, thank you. Money. So the Democrats are freaking out. So they're telling their donors, don't worry, Obama's going to rescue Biden. But they've also got to engage in a counter process to disenfranchise Republican donors, too, and Republican activists from getting involved. So what's one of the best ways of doing that? Wouldn't it be really crazy 
if say someone with some authority, like the United States attorney prosecuting the January 6th case, if he just came out randomly this weekend as Biden's campaign starts to totally collapse and Joe, it's totally coincidental. I'm sure he's like, Hey, listen, we're going to just expand our January 6th investigation. And now if you were kind of like anywhere near the Capitol and we can just say you were in some kind of unauthorized zone, uh, we're going to arrest you too. You think that's a coinky thing? Because I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. See, I don't really be, I don't, you know, I don't really believe in coinky dinks. You see how this is meant to be a signal that if you show up for any Trump rallies or donate or we can get your name on any file, we're going to be coming for you next. You notice how the circle keeps expanding? Here, listen to Matthew Graves himself explaining how, yeah, if you were anywhere near the Capitol, whether you were inside or not at this point, you could be a target too. This is to dry up the money, baby. Check this out. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. So now, guys, I'm just asking and ladies out there, chatsters, coincidence? Yes, it's a coincidence. No, this is deliberate. I'd love to get your take on it. If there's a no, by the way, you're watching the wrong show. I, I hate the taste, but you shouldn't be on Rumble at all. This is actually a free expression platform and more on Rumble. If you really believe like this was right, this is being, why now? Guys, January 6th happened a long time ago. Why all of a sudden is this United States attorney all of a sudden expanding the dragnet to people who may have had no idea they were even in a restricted area at all? Why would they be doing that now? Oh, well, Dan, it's, I mean, you know, it's because they're trying to like lock up like bad guys or some shit. Oh yeah. Okay. Like sure, dude, this is being done to disenfranchise donors because donors go on FEC lists and they don't want, they want you so afraid of supporting Trump while they calm their donors with Obama. It's their two part plan here to try to save this thing. Part of the plan also, as Bowser indicated before, is to get uh, Trump voters disenfranchised by getting him kicked off the ballot. Now, I'm begging you, imploring you, don't make this mistake. Listen to me. Listen. Listen. I've had a few people even now reach out to me on Facebook and Rumble comments, and they've said, well, Dan, even if Trump did get kicked off the ballot and say Colorado, he wasn't going to win that state anyway, so does it really matter? For, forget the point that how immoral and ethical and potentially illegal it is to do it. That's not the point, folks. If Donald Trump is not on the ballot in these liberal states, how many Trump voters are not going to show up? Which means down ballot congressmen, city councilmen, dog catchers, librarians on the ballot are going to lose because Trump people aren't going to show up. It's the same reason Graves, this AUSA, United States Attorney, Assistant United States Attorney, it's the same reason this guy is targeting January 6th people. It's a demoralization effort. That's why they want you cut off the ballot. They want to demoralize people so they don't show up. Folks, they don't even know what this thing is about, the legalities of kicking them off the ballot. This is Nancy Pelosi. She is, she is the, uh, the third in line for the presidency, president, vice president, uh, uh, speaker. 
Here is Nancy Pelosi on a national television program. Amazingly, who thinks the 14th Amendment to the Constitution is a state issue? The amendment being used to kick Trump off the ballot, suggesting he's an insurrectionist. Folks, she's either an idiot. Even the host has to explain it to her. Uh, Ma'am, it's the actual Constitution they're using. Are you stupid? And she doesn't care. She just keeps on going. Watch yourself. If you believe he engaged in insurrection under the plain meaning of the 14th Amendment, you believe he's ineligible to be president. Those laws, you know, those are up to the states. They have different laws from state to state. I don't think he should ever have been president. But nonetheless, but that there is a view of the Constitution in Article 14, Section 3, that he should not be uh, able to run for president. But that's not the point. The point now is, um, that, again, different states have different laws. We don't think in California that it, it applied uh, in our state. That's what the decision was made here. But anyway, not to go into that because that's very intricate. Uh, folks, this woman, he brought up an interesting point. How does she look younger than she did? Like, what, what the hell? That's like the craziest thing going. Is this, is she like Benjamin Button? Like, that's the weirdest thing. Also, Joe, were you aware it was Article 14? Because I thought it was an amendment. Like, the woman's the Speaker of the House. You think she'd kind of know that? And then I love the line at the end, Joe, my favorite one. She's like, you know, let's not get too into it. It's just kind of intricate stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's just kick people <laughs> off the ballot because of Article 14 that doesn't exist. And uh, let's not worry about it. It's all too intricate for you great unwashed smellies, you people who shop at Walmart and stuff. Folks, this is a serious assault on our republic. This is a big hit. A big hit in the chat. What, Folks, you don't think that's weird? Gee, can you put like a screenshot of that? How The woman, I mean, I guess it's a compliment. I'm not trying to like be a dick about it, but how is it that the woman's like aging in reverse? I mean, you ever seen a Benjamin Button movie? There's a woman locally runs a restaurant around here, Christina. She's the same every time I go in. That, folks, come on. You don't think that's a little, again, it's a compliment. I'm trying to be a dick about it, but that, you don't think it's a little strange? Stretch Holy magic. Mo- right? Oh, Man alive. What is going on there? Everybody thinks she's had a few adult sodas. Listen, I didn't do much of a weekend update this weekend because there wasn't much to update on, but I had a few adult sodas Friday night. My sister-in-law sent over some tequila and I, let me tell you something, when you're getting a cold and you're drinking some tequila and you wake up the next morning, folks, some, you might as well have been hit with a sledgehammer. You like, if someone like held your legs open and slammed your nuts with a sledgehammer, you would feel better than when you wake up the next day. Like, it, I, dude, am I, Joe, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, the, you were a musician back in the day. I know you guys like we're all by the oh, numbers yeah. and stuff, but I'm sure, sure you woke up a couple of times and were like, Someone just do me right now. Do me in. Just, I got it. It's got to end. It was awful. I woke up the next day. I felt terrible. But I don't know what's going on with her now. Listen, a little bit of a break from the bad news. You know, sports. There's a lot of people out there and uh, a couple of my, I, listen, I love Cernovich's content. Mike Cernovich is a great dude. And I, you know, I rarely disagree with him on stuff, but he calls it sports ball. And I get his take. His thing is like, Hey, these people don't really give a shit about you, so you don't. You shouldn't really care about them. And again, I love Cernovich's take, but this is the one kind of area I, I don't want to say I disagree with him because he's correct. His assertion is correct. These sports people don't really give a shit about you at all, yet we give them their money. But my take on sports, he calls it sports ball, what I love, sports ball guys. <laughs> 
my take on sports and chat, please. I want to, I want to, I want to hear what you have to say on this. If, if, if they're going to be anti-American assholes, like forget them right away. That's why the NFL has like been dead to me forever. But the thing about sports is it's not really about the guys on the field per se or the women. It's more about a collective experience you can enjoy with people. And if it makes you feel good, you know, that, that depersonalization effect. There's nothing like when I was a kid, a home run at Yankee Stadium to win the game. People are throwing beer up in the air. So there is some collective enjoyment in it. But I've had a hard time with sports because a lot of them turned into lefty assholes. So when I see something like this guy, who I got to tell you, is blowing me away lately. C.J. Stroud is a quarterback for the Houston Texans. This guy is like the most humble. He's one. He's amazing. This isn't like some ham and egger guy. Like this is a super talented guy. I saw this clip on social media this weekend and all he wants to do is thank God and Jesus and the fans. I say to myself, if you had more guys like this in the NFL and the NFL would stop acting like woke assholes, you know, they're doing fine. And the NFL's not hurting. They're doing great. Matter of fact, this season, but there's no question. They lost a lot of people. If you had more guys like this, I guarantee you'd get a whole lot of them back. Listen to this. This is good stuff. Welcome to the playoffs. How does that sound to you? Man, it's a blessing. I can't do nothing but just thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. I'm sorry. I put a lot of work in. My team has everybody counting us out from the, from the start. So, man, it's just special to see the city of Houston just on the come up again. And um, I'm just blessed enough to be the vessel that, that Christ picked to, to lead this great franchise. So I can do nothing but just thank the Lord. Folks, I get it. Like, we cover the bad stuff with the NFL all the time, the kneeling, all the bullshit. Yeah, man. But I, I got to tell you, man, that's to use your national platform to go and talk about your team, God, Jesus. And he's so humble. I get it. You know, I don't know. I just felt like on Monday we could use some good news. And there's one more, too. You know, with all this, like, U.S. Remember the U.S. women's soccer team? Joe, you remember the purple hair, Megan Rapino. Hey, hey, the kneelers, they all wanted to kneel yeah. for the national anthem. Uh, guys, a fair question. Uh, honestly, I, I think, and in the chat, I need you to answer honestly. Did you really give a shit if they lost the U.S. women's team? I didn't care. I, if you I, don't like America, why would America like you? I didn't give a shit. Matter of fact, when they lost, everybody was like, yeah, whatever. Did you care in the chat that they, I didn't care. If you're going to play for the United States, like just at least pretend you like the country. Like, is it that hard? So here was our U.S. junior hockey team that won some, uh, some, some title. And listen to these guys, man. This is like, here's our national anthem rocking and rolling. And here are these guys. Hot tip to these fellas. Look at them. Smiling, singing, just holding each other like a team. We did something special here. USA proudly displayed. This is pretty awesome, man. And it makes you feel good to be an American again. So, listen, man, it's Monday. Every look at them. They got voices like me, but you know what? It's the greatest sound in the world, isn't it? Fellas, you can't sing it any better. So I'm going to say, CJ Stroud, I don't know you, you don't know me, but much respect, brother. And to those young gentlemen on the U.S. junior hockey team, God bless you, man. You're an inspiration to the whole country. Yeah, man. God bless you. Brother. Well done. Hat tip to you all. Okay. I'm going to end the show with the most important segment. This thing went nuclear last week. 
I started talking about the illegal immigration plan the left has. And folks, it was all over the place on social media because a lot of people got back to me and were like, Dan, now it makes sense. I get this question all the time. Why are they opening the border? How does this work for them? It looks horrible. Everybody's pissed off at them. You know, Democrat mayors are pissed off at them. Folks, it is a plan, a threefold plan using illegal immigration to hijack certain branches of our government. They want to hijack the legislative, judicial, and executive branch of the government. What does that have to do with illegal immigration? I'm going to play a couple clips for you, and you're going to see exactly what I mean. Here is Pelosi, again, making a return. Looks probably 10 years younger in this clip, too. Here's Pelosi. She says the A word, folks. They are not hiding it anymore. All of these probably 10 to 15 million people that are going to enter our country by the time Biden leaves office, I can guarantee you there is going to be a full bore push for absolute amnesty, voting rights, and everything else. They're not even hiding it anymore. Check this out. So we have to handle this with care. We must secure our border. That's for sure. There's no question about that. But we also must honor our responsibilities in terms of asylum and the rest. And the president has that in his proposal. And what they say is, oh, it won't make a difference. No, it will make a difference. Let's get the job done. Let's do it soon. Folks, this is they need the amnesty and asylum. I explained to you last week what their goal is. What's their goal? They are losing people in blue states who are moving out to get away from the freaking craziness. If they lose people, they lose congressional representation. If you lose congressional representation, you lose presidential electors who are the number. It's the number of representatives in your state plus your two senators. They will lose every presidential election and permanently lose the House of Representatives, ladies and gentlemen, if they don't find enough people to backfill the loss of the population from blue states. Gee, let me run this out of order. This is why asylum is so important. Yvette Clark. Here is Yvette Clark, a Democrat member of Congress, explaining exactly what I just said, because I can already hear it from you assholes on the left. Conspiracy theory, replacement theory. I'm just, listen to her explain exactly what I just said and tell me she's a conspiracy theorist too. Take a listen. From Brooklyn, New York, we have a diaspora that that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. You ever see the Joker? That's life. That's life. You ever see that? The Joker scene at the end on the stairs? Why am I always right? Why do I have to be right all the time? Can I be wrong once in a while? Why do I always have to be right? I love when media matters. They cover my show and they're like, oh my gosh, a replacement theory. Dan Bongino is suggesting that Democrats want more people to move into their districts who are illegal to replace the voters they're losing. Oh, you mean like that lady just said? <laughs> That's love. That's love. Oh, man. Why am I always right? Why am I always right? 
Why am I always right, huh? Did I, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? Here's AOC, by the way, another lunatic from New York. This is why they need the asylum, by the way. They need asylum and amnesty. Excuse me, amnesty, I should say. They need amnesty and they need these people declared citizens because not only they want them counted in the census, which is what their fight was about with Donald Trump, so that they can make sure that they get these people counted so they don't lose congressional representatives, like Yvette Clark just said, by the way. They also want to make sure they get amnesty so they can vote, too. Folks, if you think it's a conspiracy theory, you can just listen to AOC herself. Just reiterate what Nancy Pelosi just said. Take a listen. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. I love her argument here. Joe, we can make illegal immigration going away, go away by just declaring it's not illegal. That it's, a, it's You know what? It's a great way to clear up the illegal drug use problem, too. Just legalize all the drugs. And, Joe, it's a great way also to declare terrorism. It's not a problem anymore. Just declare terrorism is not a crime. So no problem. We have zero terror attacks because it's a, this is it's easy. Let's make murder legal. Therefore, there's zero murders in New York. This is AOC logic. Folks, these people, this is a global plan. This is a global plan around the world by the globalist crowd to make sure national borders are broken down so that the spoils of capitalist economies can be redistributed everywhere. But they can't do it without voting power. This replacement theory the left talks about, ladies and gentlemen, is their theory. I don't know how many times I've got to play. Jim, for the radio show, I hate to do this again. Can you get the demographic destiny thing, which is live on Rumble in a few minutes? Because they talk about it all the time. Here, I'll leave you with this one today. Here's Klaus Schwab, our favorite globalist friend who runs the World Economic Forum. You ever see this clip where he talks about these big open border, great reset globalists, how they've infiltrated all these left wing governments around the world? Oh, Dan, that's definitely a conspiracy theory. Really? He said it himself. Here, listen, I've got the, I've always got the receipts. Check this out. What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece- at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic forum and that's true in argentina too wow yeah sorry that's true in argentina as well it's true in argentina and uh, it's true in france now mm-hmm. i mean with the president the dude the dude he just said right this has got to be an act this has to be a troll there's no way like this guy's like a bond supervillain there is no, this guy, somebody like applied for this job and he's like an actor somewhere. Maybe he was at the Golden Globes. There's no way this is real. They just talk about it openly. The replacement theory, it's a conspiracy theory. Yvette Clark, man, you need to replace those voters in my district that are leaving because I'm in New York and it sucks. They talk about it. 
Oh, uh, amnesty. We don't want amnesty. We want to enforce the border. AOC. Well, we can make illegal immigration going away by just documenting everyone, i.e. making illegal immigration legal. By the way, there's a way to document people uh, through the immigration process. Anybody have an idea what that is? Um, yeah, it's called the immigration process. I, I did it. <laughs> yes, he did. Tony, you met my wife earlier, right, Paula? Is it newsflash? She went through this process. It's called the immigration process. It's, it works. You just go through the process and then you swear in one day. It's not complicated, but they don't want to do it because it's like unfair or something like that or whatever. Folks, we're getting so screwed, man. Listen to me. Study what I said on Friday and today because it is so important. This illegal immigration thing is about congressional representatives and the electoral college. If they continue to lose people from blue states, they will never win another national election again. They will never be able to get to 270, folks. They won't. As illegal immigrants, if, this, if the ebb and flow stops and a bunch of conservatives start consolidating their power in Texas and Florida and liberals start to spread out around the country and spread out and dilute their voting power, they'll never win another election again. They know it. The replacement theory they talk about is their theory. Just go listen to Yvette Clark and the demographic destiny thing. I'll play that tomorrow. Remind me, because I want to play the whole thing. Because you can't see this enough. They are obsessed with it, folks. It is their theory. They just don't like that we recognize it. All right. Thanks again for tuning in on a Monday. I, again, I hope my voice didn't sound too bad. You guys in the chat, was it okay? Like I said, I'll never do a show if I don't feel up to it. Not because I'm lazy. I just, it's not fair to you. You all are really awesome audience. I don't want to waste your time. So I, I, I came in today. I'm ready to go. So uh, stay tuned for the radio show. Starts in a couple minutes. It'll be on a separate feed right here. Rumble.com slash Bongino. A separate line, but same page. We'll see you here in a few minutes and back here on the podcast tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.